Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, brothers and sisters. The word of our God says that um, we should give thanks to the Lord because his mercy endures forever. And this is the day the Lord has made. Let us be glad and rejoice in it. And so, brothers, today we're going to bring a, a podcast, amen, about uh, the rapture of the church and how we have to be ready. Uh, yesterday at the close of the episode, I, I mentioned that um, I will be bringing a special guest over the phone, amen, whose name is Brother Oscar Linares from Las Vegas, Nevada, um, the youth pastor of the, of the church over there. So, um, Brother Oscar, praise the Lord. Can you say something to the uh, audience? Amen, amen. Uh I'm very uh, glad to be joining you this day, uh, Brother Alex. And uh, as uh, it is written that where there are two or three gathered in Jesus' name, he has promised to be there. And amen. Uh, uh, you know, this is all for the honor and glory of God because of the perilous times that uh, we are living and uh, we are seeing now. Now it's become more real than ever before. And it is my desire that someone out there today uh, gets enlightened by what we are going to be talking about, which is uh, the church uh, being picked up uh, by the Lord according to Scripture. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen, brother. So before uh, we start um, to to talk about the rapture, let's offer up a prayer uh, so that those who are listening may be able to be persuaded uh, by the word of God so that they can, you know, be warned themselves and warn their loved ones. You know that Jesus is coming and that we we have to be ready when he comes or we will be left behind. Amen. For the great tribulation that is coming. So let's pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Would you lead us in prayer, brother? Amen. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for allowing us to open our eyes this day, Lord, and for allowing us to be once again speaking about your word. Jesus, we put ourselves in your hands, Lord. We mm -hmm. ask that you guide us in everything we're going to be speaking today, Lord, that it could be your word, Lord, and it could be everything that is written in your holy word, Lord, that we do not add or take away from what it is written, Lord. It is our desire that we speak nothing but the truth and nothing but what the word of you says about this coming events, Lord, which we know we are at the end and we know that they're about to happen, Lord. We ask that you open the understanding and give some light to those who still haven't understood this subject. This is our desire. We ask all this in the powerful name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. And so um, we're right now, Brother Oscar, we're, we're, we're facing, you know, as, as, as we all know, we're facing this crisis um, that has started in uh, 2009 about the coronavirus. And uh, many people, uh, they're trying to look for answers. And um, they, they try to look for answers everywhere else, you know, like in the world. And, and everything, but we should, but what, what we should be looking for answers are, are in, in the Bible. Isn't that right, brother? In the Bible Amen. is the word of God. And Amen. so to be able to, to start off, um, I would like to ask brother, cause, um, many have, uh, have that question about, you know, the, the word of God here in first Corinthians, uh, chapter, uh, 15 verses 50 to 53, right, right there in verse 51, it says that, um, the rapture is a mystery, brother. Why do you think that the that the Bible, the Word of God, calls the rapture a mystery? 
that's a that's a very good question because uh, could you imagine, brother, that all of a sudden, in a twinkling of an eye, people just disappear wherever they're at. If you're driving, if you're in a plane, if you're asleep, because we gotta understand that this is gonna be a world event. It's not going to be an event that's just going to happen, say, in, in Huntington Park or in Las Vegas. No, it's going to be a world event. So in some places, it's going to be uh, morning. In some places, it's going to be night, you know, depending on where you're living, you know, what part of the world. So uh, it, it is called a mystery. Paul says, here ye, I'll tell you a mystery, you know, that... Uh, not everyone, you know, not, I mean, because he first he mentions about flesh and blood, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Yes, then amen. That's when, he, that's when he brings this up. And he, then he mentions also another thing. Can you imagine all the graves around the world of all those people that have died with their faith in Jesus Christ, all of a sudden just, just open up and the spirit just come out from, from the cemeteries? And, and then he mentions, and we that have been uh, left till that day when he comes, we are going to be transformed. Yes. So, uh, that's something that has never been seen before. And a lot of people have questions. And I've seen a few movies uh, about that. And some movies, you know, they portray as people taken with their clothes in the air, like just pulled up, but then their clothes come back to the earth, you know, they fall. And or some some movies I've seen where the bodies just fall, collapse like dead, and the spirit is pulled out. And, you know, so in reality, for us humans, for our human understanding, we don't know how that's going to be. That's why I believe Paul calls this a mystery. And also, uh, it's going to happen uh, all of a sudden. So it's not something that we know exactly when, because Jesus said it himself, that no one knows the day and the, and the time. Hour. Amen. You know, or the hour. No one knows that. So, amen. For us humans, it's a mystery, brother. Amen. Amen, brother. And, you know, what you were just mentioning right now about um, the dead being raised in, uh, uh, from, you know, from, from their graves, um, those who have died in Christ, um, that they will be raised and also be raptured. You know, um, many people, you know, have likened it to, you know, just imagine, brother, what would it have been if when Jesus Christ raised Lazarus from the dead, had he just said, come forth without mentioning the name of Lazarus? Probably many, like probably all the graves would have emptied out and everybody would have come out if he didn't say the name Lazarus. And they say that's what's going to happen, you know, with all the believers. He's going to say, come forth. And all the believers who've ever believed in him uh, will come forth for the rapture. And also um, they will be raptured along with the living. In fact, they will be first, brother. Isn't that so? Amen. Amen. That's what he said. That in Christ, they're going to be raised first. And then we, he said. And then we, you know, so that means they're going to be first. And then we are just going to be transformed. You know, that's going to be amazing. <laughs> Amen, amen, brother. That is going to be amazing. And so, um, as um, the the second question, brother, that I would like to ask is uh, many many uh, of us, brother, actually 
uh, believe, as, as the scripture says, that uh, the rapture is going to happen before the tribulation. Uh, how um, is, is, is the pre-tribulation uh, view, brother, backed up by the Bible? And where do we find such verses? Oh, yes, definitely. You know, there's, there's different positions uh, in this uh, matter. Uh, actually, you know, I think there's, there's about three of them. Uh, some uh, say that uh, we're going to be taken uh, halfway in the halfway. first three and a half yeah. years. Uh, and others, you know, say that we're going to go through the whole thing. You know, yes. Uh, and then we have what we, the the church, the apostolic uh, uh, church of the faith in Jesus Christ, uh, hold to, uh, which is that uh, the church uh, get taken before, you know, pre-tribulation. Uh, and there's uh, there's quite a few verses that uh, back uh, this position up. And uh, you know, as we know, um, there's a lot of theories in life about everything basically you know uh but in reality when it comes to faith or belief in god uh the best uh place uh or the best way where we can found our faith on it has to always be according to uh what does the bible say the bible should be the authority the bible should be uh the one that uh settles uh every question uh, you know, you know, in order for for our minds not to be taken astray, because as humans, we have a tendency to make our own theories, you know. But at the end of it all, it's okay. What does the Bible say? Yes. And and it, ha and it has to have uh, Bible fundament, because if it's not Bible fundament, or you know, or, or if we use a verse but we're taking it out of its context. You know, that's when when a lot of people go uh, sidetrack on this matter. And, and, and a lot of people, you know, start believing things that are not according to Scripture. But uh, for that position, uh, we can use a few verses, actually. We can go to uh, Revelations chapter 3, verse 10. Uh, Hallelujah. Yeah, Revelations chapter 3, verse 10. Uh, it reads this way. Amen. Hallelujah. Okay, Revelation is chapter 3, verse 10. Let me get there. I want to read it uh, like Scripture has it. Uh, okay, he reads, he says, Because you have kept my command, and notice this, to persevere, I also will keep you from the hour of trial which shall come upon the whole world. Hallelujah. Praise God. To test those who dwell on the earth. Behold, I am coming quickly. Hold fast what you have, that no one may take your crown. Okay? So this is a, 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 a word of God, which we find in Revelation chapter 3, verse 10. Now, we can go to Luke chapter 21. You know, to, to go hand in hand with this, because see, uh, the Bible tells us itself that uh, in in the in the mouth or in the presence of two or three witnesses, all things shall be settled. So we could never form a doctrine based on only one Bible verse. It has to have another witness saying the same thing. You know, yes. we cannot just just get one and say, oh, because of this. But what about all the rest? You know, like for example, we have the baptism of the name of Jesus Christ and. 
or the baptism that most people that don't have the revelation of the name uh, be doing, which is uh, in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. You know, they use Matthew 28, 19, but uh, that's not taking it uh, as, as to what Jesus really was saying. Uh, and that's ignoring all the eight uh, or nine verses that say that the baptism should be in the name of in Jesus. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Yeah. That's it. You know, but people, you know, just take Matthew twenty eight nineteen and ignore the rest. Uh, that's a very, that's not a good thing to do, you know, when it comes to faith, especially on a matter that is so important, like baptism. Yes. Because it is, it is written, you know, that in no other there should be salvation, only in the name of Jesus. But, you know, anyhow, there's people that will do that, you know. They take one verse and that's it, based on talking out of that. But we, we're not like that. We, we, we like to be sure of what we're believing and definitely what we're teaching because we're going to give an account for all this. Now, let's go to Luke chapter 21, verse 28. We're going to read from verse 28 to 30 to 36. So bear with me here. It says, Amen. Now, when these things begin to happen, which he was talking about the science and all the things that are going to come. If you read, you know, in the beginning of 21, um, he says, uh, but now when these things begin to happen, then look at this. He says, look up and lift up your heads because your redemption draws near. Hallelujah. And Amen. Then he spoke to them a parable. He said, look at the fig tree and all the trees when they are already budding, Buddy, meaning, you know, bring forth truth. You see and know for yourselves that summer is now near. So you also, when you see these things happening, know that the kingdom of God is near. Surely, I say to you, this generation but will by no means pass away till all these things take place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away. This is Jesus speaking. Amen. But then look at this. But take heed to yourselves, lest your hearts be weighed down with kerosene, drunkenness, and cares of this life. And that day come on you unexpectedly, for it will come as a snare on all those who dwell on the faith of the whole earth. Then this is 36. Watch therefore and pray always that you may be counted worthy to escape all these things that will come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. Hallelujah. Amen, bro. That is a powerful verse. And it talks about everything, you know, that, that that's that's happening now. People are, you know, um, losing their interest in Bible prophecy and spending more time, uh, you know, uh, accomplishing the pleasures of their own flesh, brother. Amen. You know, See, this is a time, brother, where we have to be sober, uh, like like Paul says. And there's another one we can go there. First Thessalonians chapter five, verse one eleven, because he says exactly what you just mentioned right now. This is a time, brother, where we don't have time to waste. Where we don't have to be asleep. We have to wake up from from that slumber, that sleep, that that spiritual sleep that sometimes Christians fall into. You know, for example, you know, a lot of people, I truly believe that there's a lot of people who don't really believe that Jesus is coming, brother. You know, they say they do, but then they live as if he's never coming. They're not prepared. You know, like, for example, we have also in Matthew 25, the parable of the ten virgins. You know, five of them were prudent 
and that's that's what we have to be right now. We have to be prudent and ready. You know, the prudent ones were ready with their lamps and they had extra oil for the burning. And uh, and then we have the other five who said, ah, who knows when he's coming. I still have time to do this. I still have time to do that. You know, and right now, I, I, I mean, I think this is a wake-up call to the entire world. Yes. And for the unbelievers to repent and come to Christ, and for those who are thinking about it, one foot in, one foot out, or having their minds, ah, I'll get to that later. Uh, this is a time where later is now, because later could maybe come, uh, but it'll be too late, you know, for us. This is the moment when we have to wake up and be prepared. Now look at what he says, First Thessalonians chapter 5, uh, also to hold that the church is not going to go through the great tribulation that's coming into this world. He says, but concerning the times and the seasons, this is First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 1 and on. But concerning the times and the seasons, brother, and you have no need that I should write to you. For you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so comes as a thief in the night, unexpectedly, brother. For when they, look at this, notice this, for when they say peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them. And you know, brother, when I think about that verse, uh, I'm sorry, brother, when I think about that verse, um, it, it, you know, it makes me think, you know, if people are going to be saying peace and safety when the Lord comes... That doesn't sound like the end of the tribulation, as many people believe, you know, because um, many people at the end of the tribulation will not be saying peace and safety. Uh, they'll, they'll be saying, you know, there's like quite the opposite, brother. So that's that that actually gives us a scenario of, what, of what's going on now. Amen. Amen. Like, like, well, you know, the world is a chaos right now because of this coronavirus. People are scared. People don't know. So what's going to be happening, you know, is that the Antichrist is going to rise up after this. But when he does, the church is no longer here. So that's the reason why we believe that the coming of the Lord is at the door. We're like, we're seeing it. We have front seats, you know, to, to that, that event, that a wonderful and a mighty event that um, we got to really be careful. So we are not taken by surprise, brother, or worse that we may not be found prepared, you know? So this is the moment, the time that the Lord is giving the church, uh, all those that call out on the name of Jesus to truly repent and really get prepared because he's coming. And continuing reading, it says, as labor pains upon a pregnant woman, you see that labor pains is mentioned again, upon a pregnant woman, and they shall not skate. He keeps on saying they, they, you know, it's not talking about us. But you, now it comes to us, but you, brethren, are not in darkness, so that this day should overtake you as a thief. You are all sons of light and sons of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as others do, but let us watch and be sober. Those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who get drunk drunk are drunk at night. But let us who are on or of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and as a helmet, the hope of salvation. Now look at nine. For God did not appoint us to wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen, brother. Amen. We believe that firmly. Hallelujah. Amen, brother. Amen, brother. Amen. 
I mean, there's there's more Bible verse. I could read one more, brother, you know, just to clear this out so everybody gets it clear. Yes, you know, brother. Go to the book of uh, Peter, Second Peter, Second Peter chapter 2. Second Peter chapter 2. Uh, he, he goes and he explains, you know, about how the Lord, uh, you know, does things. And he's, he begins by saying, you know, Chapter two, Second Peter, chapter two, verse one. I'm gonna read from one to nine. He says, "But, but, but there were also false prophets among the people, even as there will be false teachings among you, who will secretly bring in destructive heresies, even denying the Lord who brought, who bought them, and and bring on themselves swift destruction." You know, this this is talking about false prophets, and we know there's gonna be a false prophet. Uh, during uh, the the beast, you know, and the Antichrist, uh, we we know all this, you know, uh, it, it's already happening. We have people who have who, who will be false teaching others who bring uh, heresies, you know, that go against what the Bible says. See, a heresy is everything that uh, lifts itself uh, and proclaims itself as being truth, uh, denying the truth that is found only in the Scripture and denying Jesus Christ, who Himself is the truth. You know, so uh, there's a lot of that going on today. You know, there's a lot of people right now who are, are you know, preaching uh, blessing after blessing, uh, you know, especially the, the bigger churches, like the churches that have thousands of people. You know, they're just preaching prosperity. Uh, this is your kingdom. Oh, this is heaven right here on earth, you know, and blah, blah, blah. And they're making, uh, they're just patting the sinner in the back of the uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, and just telling, oh, it's okay. Jesus is love. God loves you. You're good. You know, and, and they're uh, holding people, you know, into just believing something Amen. that is not true. You know, so that that's what he's talking about. And then he keeps on going. You know, and he says, you know, and, and here even denying the Lord who who bought them and bring on themselves swift destruction. Hallelujah. And many will. Many will follow, you see this, and many, many will follow their destructive ways, because of whom the way of truth will be blasphemed. By covetousness, they will exploit you with deceptive words. For a long time, their judgment has not been idle, and their destruction does not slumber. For if God, now here we go, for if God did not spare the angels who sinned, but cast them down to hell and deliver them into chains of darkness to be reserved for judgment and did not spare the ancient world, but saved Noah, one of eight people, a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood on the world of the ungodly and turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, condemned them to destruction, making them as an example to those who afterward will live ungodly and delivered righteous law, who was oppressed by the filthy conduct of the wicked. For that righteous man dwelling among them tormented his righteous soul from day to day by seeing and hearing their lawless deeds. Number nine, and here we finish. Then the Lord, look at this, knows how to deliver the godly out of temptations and to reserve the unjust under punishment for the day of judgment. Amen, brother. That is a powerful proof 
um, that pre uh, that that the Bible um, teaches that there will be a rapture before the tribulation. And as you were mentioning right now, two uh, people, brother um, Noah, and you were also uh, mentioning Lot, brother. There's also um, uh, you know. Um, in the Bible, uh, Genesis chapter 5, verses 22-24, brother, it mentions about um, Enoch that he walked uh, 365 days, uh, sorry, years with the Lord and that, and that the Lord took him. I believe that God took him before the flood could come, brother. I think he was living before, right, right before the flood came and he also delivered him. Well, you, you, that's exactly right, brother, because Enoch is, is like a, a representation of the church, brother, you know. And why did he take Enoch? Because he was a righteous man, and he said that he pleased the Lord. And amen, you know, the flood was going to come, and he was going to be found here. So amen, he took him before all that. That's exactly right, brother. Yes, brother, and he, and he also took Elijah in a chariot of fire to heaven while he was alive as amen. well. Amen. It's so these are so so. Um, not only do we find verses in the New Testament, but we have proofs. And you know what 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 you find in the Old Testament is a foundation for the New Testament. What happens in the Old Testament uh, is a shadow or a type of what's going to happen in the New Testament. You know, like with um, how they would sacrifice um, uh, animals in the temple. That that's a foreshadowing of Jesus Christ. And so many of these things. Like the rapture could be found even in the Old Testament, brother. We have proof of that. Um, and the uh, the third brother question, uh, the third question that I want to ask, brother, is then is then um who is gonna take uh, part in uh, the tribulation? The living believers, we know, but like, will for example, will Old Testament believers also be raptured? You know, brother, uh, that's a good question, and uh, I, I personally believe, you know, that uh, all those that have uh, uh, died in the faith in Christ, uh, I believe that the Old Testament uh, saints, uh, they're already, you know, in another place. The Lord already has them, because if we see, you know, uh, when Jesus was here on earth, the scripture tells us that he uh, was transfigured in the, in the mount. And he says that they seen Elijah and Moses, you know, speaking with him, you know. Now, the question is, you know, we know that Elijah was taken. And, uh, and we know that uh, Moses, according to scripture, he died before entering the promised land. And he says that God himself buried him. So, you know, how, how is it that they were there, you know? So uh, we know that yes. in the Old Testament, according to scripture, according to Luke 16, uh, there's the bosom of Abraham. Uh, which is believed that uh, Jesus, when he rose from the dead, the scripture tells us that he went and he preached uh, to those people that died um, on the flood. You know, those that died without law, those that didn't, didn't uh, we can say, you know, have the opportunity uh, of someone uh, actually giving them commandments, you know, uh, so that they could uh, turn away from their sins. See, God is righteous. And he says that he went and he preached to those that were, you know, in Hades. So uh, now the question is this, you know, what happened? Well, the Bible says that when Jesus rose, he took with him captivity. And there's, uh, you know, some uh, position, you know, of some brothers that say that uh, when Jesus uh, resurrected, if you see, he says that when he died, uh, that there were uh, the saints, the tombs of the saints were open and, 
and they were walking amid the city, you know, uh, and and you know, and, and they were appearing to people, you know, for a period of time, you know, uh, those who were uh, godly people. So uh, I believe that uh, when when you know the rapture is exclusively, brother. For all the people that have died in the in the Jesus era, uh, you know that's why he says the dead in Christ, in Christ. You know the Old Testament saints they knew Jesus, but they only knew him as God. You know they they, they knew him as who he is. You know that great I am. So I believe that the Lord, uh, you know, has them already in a in a in like in paradise. You know a, a special place. That they're there, you know, with with you know, with with him. But uh, the the those that are gonna that he's gonna come and get is the wife, you know. He's gonna come in and get his wife out of everything that's coming this world, brother. So I truly believe that only those that uh, have died in Christ uh, will be. And I mean, we have some, you know, also some Bible for that, you know. Um, for example. Uh, we could go to First uh, Thessalonians. First Thessalonians. Let me see. Let's see here, it's First Thessalonians, chapter three, verse thirteen. Amen. Uh. From 11, we can read. Now, may our God and Father himself and our Lord Jesus Christ direct our way to you. And may the Lord make you increase and abound in love to one another and to all just as we do to you. So that he may establish your hearts blameless in holiness before our God and Father at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ with all his saints. You know? So, when, when you see that, brother, uh, you know... It's, I mean, he's talking about some certain saints, and he's talking about him, him coming and getting us, you know. So um, uh, we have to believe, brother. You know that it doesn't say, you know, and everyone since the beginning of time that have been righteous, you know, will rise. You know, we, we don't see that. You know, so if we don't see that, then we we gotta stick with what the Bible says, brother. So it says the dead in Christ. It, it says that in First Thessalonians. Uh, chapter 4 as well. You know, we, we can go there. First Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 13. Amen. Hallelujah. It says, it says, But I do not want you to be ignorant, brother, concerning those who have fallen asleep. Hey, look at this. Lest you sorrow as others who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring with him those who sleep in Jesus. See? Those who sleep in Jesus, or those who died in the faith in Jesus. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of our Lord will by no means precede those who are asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout. With a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ. See, the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. 
and thus we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. Amen, brother. Yes, that is a powerful, powerful verse. You know, um, you know that also uh, speaks. You know of those who will take part in the rapture, and um, that leads me, brother, to the fourth and final question, brother. Um, you know, supposing that you know the church, um, you know that uh, because there will be many, right, brother? Um, what what would happen, brother, when the church or what what will happen? More well said. When the church is raptured, and um, there are many who have lost the opportunity of the rapture of of being raptured into heaven, will they have an opportunity to be saved during the tribulation, brother? Well, uh, you know, there's uh, there's quite a few Bible verses uh, that uh, you know point to the fact that yes, there will be there will be uh, a chance for certain type of people, you know. Uh, but it's gonna be, it's gonna be. Uh, I, I picture to you this way, brother. Right now, even though you know our faith is put put to the test, even though a lot of our brothers um, have uh, died, have been martyrs, you know, for their faith in Jesus Christ since the beginning, since the first century, brother. Throughout the centuries, uh, many, many, many uh, brothers in Christ uh, died for their faith, brother. It began with Stephen, uh, you know, at the hands of the Pharisees. Um, and most of the apostles also died for their faith. And yes, most of amen. the, of the, you know, from, from the, for the first three centuries, you know, from, from the beginning till like the halfway through the third century, brother, most of the believers, uh, died, uh, horrible deaths at the end of the Roman Empire, brother. You know, the, the, all those, uh, uh, emperors, uh, they persecuted the church, brother. It was until, you know, this, um, uh, Constantine, the emperor, that he stopped the persecution, but then after it, he started his own persecution. Now, you know, as the Roman Catholic Church, you know, of what we know as, you know, the, um, they, they know it, uh, man, I can't, I'm trying to think the name right now. They call it uh, the, the Great Inquisition, brother. The Great Inquisition, that was another type of persecution of the Roman Catholic Church to, they, you know, the Christians who didn't believe, you know, hold, you know, their belief in the Roman uh, Catholic Church, you know, which is like idolatry and, and all those uh, heresies, you know, that the true Christians didn't didn't accept. You know, so now the thing is that, um, brother, um, uh, the question is, who, if people miss out uh, the rapture, do they get a second chance? I put it to you this way, but right now it's easy, brother. It's easy right now, you know. But after the church's rapture, brother, it, it's gonna be much harder, and there's gonna be so much persecution. Uh, those that do uh, get saved after, you know, they get left behind, they're gonna suffer uh, uh, deaths. Uh, they're yes. gonna the way they're gonna be saved, brother. Uh, some are gonna be decapitated. Uh, others are gonna suffer horrible deaths. Uh, and then, you know, God is going to be unleashing his wrath over this world. So uh, they're going to be witnesses to some horrible events that are going to be happening, like the stars are going to fall from heaven uh, and hit this earth. <coughs> uh, the sun is going to give signs and it's going to burn many people while they're going you know, here on earth. Uh, the moon 
you know, the sauce is going to, you know, give it signs. It's going to grow dark. And, I mean, it's going to be terrible, terrible. Brother. But, yes, we do see, uh, for example, Israel. After the Lord raptures, uh, take the church uh, with him, uh, it's like he's going to shift now his uh, uh, main, uh, we can say, focus back on Israel, like the way it was in the Old Testament. You know, because uh, in the Old Testament, we know that uh, um, uh, God's people is known as uh, the people of Israel. Uh, you know, but uh, after Jesus came, you know, uh, now God's uh, children or the, or the or sons of God is not, uh, like you say, you know, they're not born of flesh or blood. You know, now they're born of God, you know, himself. So now it's a spiritual birth. So the church now has become uh, uh, the people of God, you know, spiritually speaking. You know, Amen. the church is, 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 is uh, composed of uh, Jews uh, and Gentiles. You know, it's not only Jews now. Now it's uh, the, 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 you know, the faith, you know, that they hold in Jesus Christ. So, but after, you know, the, the church is taken, uh, like the Lord is going to shift his attention back to Israel. And uh, just as right now they don't recognize him as their Messiah, you know, uh, their Lord and Savior, uh, the Lord is going to uh, uh, send two two witnesses or the two olives that he's called. And uh, according to scripture and uh, the, the signs that he gives us or, or the way he describes these two olives uh, right there in uh Revelations chapter 11, Amen. Uh, we believe that it's Moses and uh, Elijah. How you know? interesting. That, yes, yes. We believe that it's Moses and Elijah, you know, but uh, but along with them, uh, we see that uh, uh, the Lord has uh, 144,000 uh, Jews uh, already set on the side, brother, you know, 12,000 of each tribe. And, uh, you know, so uh, if we go to uh, Revelation chapter 11, look what it says. Um, it says, um, then I was given a read like a measuring rod, and the angels to saying, rise and measure the temple of God, the altar, and those who worship there. But leave out the court, which is outside the temple, and do not measure it, for it has been given to the Gentiles. And they will thread the holy city on the foot for 42 months. You know, that's uh, three and a half years, brother. And I will give power to my two witnesses, and they will prophesy 1,260 days, clothed in sackcloth, mourning, you know, as a sign of mourning. These are the two olive trees and the two lampstands standing before God on off the earth. And if anyone wants to harm them, fire proceeds from their mouth and devours their enemies. And if anyone wants to harm them, he must be killed in this manner. These have power, look at this, to shut heaven so that no rain falls in the days of their prophecy. And they have power over waters to turn them to blood and to strike the earth with all plagues as often as they desire. Now, we know that Elijah, uh, he, he, he uh, prayed and it didn't rain, brother, for three years, brother. It didn't rain, you know. So, uh, you know, God that gave him that uh, power. And then we we know that Moses, you know, with his rod, he just touched the water, you know, the Nile, and it turned into blood, brother. You know, and then all the plagues came, you know, with him, you know, as well, uh, as he would, you know, uh, decree upon uh, um, uh, Egypt. So, yes, brother. Uh, and then we, we see, you know, what he says. So they're, so they're preaching, okay? 
They're preaching the word of God. They're preaching and, and they open the eyes of Israel, brother. Uh, finally, the Israelites receive it. And then the 144,000 too that are chosen, they also are preaching. So during their preaching, uh, many people uh, receive their message. You know, but the ones who receive their message, uh, they're going to die for their faith, brother, now in Jesus. You know, they're going to be killed by the Antichrist. They're going to be killed by the persecution is going to come upon them like crazy. So, uh, yes, brother, there, there will be some that are going to be saved. Uh, and then we can, you know, to, to read some scripture on that, we can go to uh, Revelation chapter 7, verse 1. Look at this. Actually, from 13, we can read uh, Revelation chapter 7, verse 13. It says, Then one then one of the elders answered, saying to me, Who are these arrayed in white robes, and where do they come from? And I said to him, Sir, you know. So he said to me, These are the ones who come out of the great tribulation. Hallelujah. And washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Meaning, you know, by the sacrifice that Christ made, they believed. But, you know, they believed during the Great Tribulation. Therefore, they are before the throne of God and serve them day and night in his temple. And he who sits on the throne will dwell among them. They shall neither hunger anymore nor thirst anymore. The sun shall not strike them nor any heat. You see, notice how it says the sun shall not strike them nor any heat. So they went, they went, uh, you know, through it, through it all, brother. They were witness to this horrible event on earth. The and then probably they were, and then probably they were martyred, weren't they? Or aren't they going to be, brother? That's why they, it says they will come out because it's going to be many martyrs. Oh yeah, no, yeah. Well, this same crowd, we see them on Revelation chapter six, verse nine to eleven. Look what it says. Yeah, exactly what you just said right now, brother. He says, "When he opened the fifth seal, this is when Jesus is opening the seals. When he opened the fifth seal." I saw under the altar, look at this, the souls of those who had been slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they held. And they cried with a loud voice saying, how long, O Lord, holy and truth, until you judge and avenge our blood on those who dwell on the earth. Then a white robe was given to each of them, and it was said to them that they should rest. A little while longer until both the number of their fellow servants and their brethren who will be killed as they were was completed. Yeah. Wow. So, wow, yes, brother. brother. That is well, you know, that's what can be expected, brother, from this uh from this great tribulation. And so basically, uh what we have to do, brother, as you said earlier, you know, right now, uh to accept Jesus Christ. As uh, Lord and Savior is the easiest thing uh, um, like anyone right now can do because um, we're under a period of grace, brother. And um, some call that as well the dispensation of grace. And so, you know, um, there like there there have always been brother throughout the years. God has given uh, his people uh, many opportunities, brother, for example. And, and, and the story keeps on repeating itself, brother. The story keeps on repeating itself, if you notice. For example, in the generation of uh, Noah, uh, the people were given an opportunity to repent before the flood came. But in Matthew chapter 24, verse uh, verse 37 to 39, brother, it says that, you know, as as in the days of Lot, 
people people were 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 drinking and they were they were they were you know um giving themselves into marriage and marrying you know um uh, until the day came when uh the the flood came upon the earth you know that's how that says that's how it will be with with the coming of the son of man Amen, Amen. Amen. So, you know, right now, it's it's easy. Before, you know, the tribulation comes and before uh, the Antichrist sets up his kingdom, it's going to be uh, it's going to be a um, a one world government, brother, one world system where everybody's going to have to pay, you know, tribute to the Antichrist. And, um, you know, all the things that we now know, you know, right now, I think, brother, with coronavirus, what we're, what we're experiencing right now, brother, you know, like the shortage of food and supplies. I think there's nothing in comparison, brother, when uh, the when uh, the Antichrist comes um, to, into power. Because right now, you know, people, um, they 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 have hope. You know, people have hope. You know, okay, right now we don't have uh, this this uh, these supplies, but um, the Lord's gonna come soon. You know, those who are believers, the Lord's gonna come soon, and uh, He's gonna rapture His church. When the Antichrist comes, there's no hope. Brother, can you believe that the Bible says in Revelation chapter 9 that people are going to want to die and will not yeah. be able to, brother? Amen, brother. Yeah, all those that have their, uh, that, that got the mark of the beast and, and all that, brother, yeah, they're, they're not going to be able to find, uh, you know, uh, death. You know, just to read just the one final verse, brother. It's right there in Revelation chapter 15, verse 1 to 4. Look at this. Then I saw another sign in heaven, great and marvelous, seven angels having the seven last plagues. For in them the wrath of God is complete. And I saw something like a sea of glass mingled with fire. And those who have the victory over the beast, over his image, and over his mark, and over the number of his name, Standing on the sea of glass, having harps of God, they sing the song of Moses, the servant of God, and the song of the Lamb, saying, Great and marvelous are your works, Lord God Almighty. Just and true are your ways, O King of the saints. Who shall not fear you, O Lord, and glorify your name? For you alone are holy, for all nations shall come and worship before you, for your judgments have been manifested. See, all these uh, people that we see there, brother, you know, they, they were triumphed. You know, they, they, they were victorious. They did not receive the mark of the beast, brother. They uh, rejected it, and uh, they, they kept their testimony and their faith in Jesus Christ, brother. Um, we, we are going to, uh, right now, brother, uh, is the time, brother. You know, God, God knows how to keep his people, you know, uh, from uh, tribulation, brother. He's done it uh, before, uh, and he's gonna—he's not gonna change because he—he doesn't change. The Bible says that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So, right now, brother, uh, to those that are uh, wait waiting for him, those that you know uh, are not sleep, are not slumbering, are not uh, you know concerned, you know more or have the matters or the affairs of this world or life in priority. Uh, you know, those who, who have him as priority, those who put God first in everything, brother, in all the aspects of their life, those who, you know, like uh, I heard this brother once said, and, and I'm going to repeat it. He said, brother, so what do we mean by that Jesus is coming and there's no, no more time? Well, I, I would like to say this. Uh, we're not saying 
drop down to your knees and, and pray until Jesus comes, you know? No, we're not we're not saying that neither. Uh, but we are saying examine yourselves. What for real is true. Be honest to yourself. Are you prepared to meet the Lord? Are you ready? And uh, if he was to come tonight, what what do you think if something pops out to your mind when you think about that? What is it that you think that you need to fix before you can present yourself with nothing to be ashamed of? Because we got to know that God knows everything. He sees everything. He knows everything. So there's nothing we can hide. You know, so if we're being honest with ourselves, what is it that we think is hindering us or is stopping us from fully giving ourselves to the Lord? What is it that we do not want to let go? What is it that we love more than the Lord? Whatever it is, we need to let it go. We, we need to, because in all sincerity, there is really not much time. But, you know, let's plan our lives for a hundred years, but let's live each one of those days as he was come that day, you know, meaning whatever time he comes, we're ready, we're prepared. But, you know, we're going to continue life at uh, this normal course, except that we're putting God first. We're going to get it right. We're going to get it. We're going to get the, the security of our souls so that our salvation is secure in Christ. You know, Amen. Whether, whether we sleep or whether we are alive, uh, we know that we are living with the Lord when he comes. So because no one knows the day and the time, I would like to share my uh, my uh, dream, brother, before we finish. Yes, uh, brother, it's yes. Take me about, it's going to take me about two minutes. Uh, well, I had a dream about probably about a month now, maybe a little month and a week maybe. It happened a week before we had our uh, service in Paramount. Um, and what I dreamt was that uh, I was in, in, in like in a park with uh, with my family. Uh, my, my, all my kids and my wife was there and all of a sudden I felt this like, uh, urgency, like, uh, in my heart, like, like something telling me, get out of here now. Like there's no time to wait, get your family out of here. So I remember looking at my family and they were all like doing their own thing. And I remember I, I just looked at them with authority and I said to them, you, 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 you get in the van now. Let's go. No, but this, no, but that. They tried to tell me. And I said, I, w I didn't take no for an answer. I said, no, don't even question me. Just get in the van. Just get in the van now. And I told my wife, come on, let's go. Let's go, honey. We got to leave now. And she was looking at me like all confused, like, what's going on, you know? And I said, just get in the van. I'll tell you one. once we're in there. We got in the car, brother, in our van, and we started driving out. And when we were driving out and we went to the street, a major accident happened right in front of us. I mean, terrible accident. You had, I seen people like, like thrown on the floor, you know, all like bleeding and it was terrible. It was a horrific scene of people just, um, suffering because of the terrible accident, people dying and people just right there. And then I remember that I felt in my heart, I was compelled and, and I felt like, you know, as a normal human, you know, you see somebody suffering, you're, you know, if you are in Christ, especially, you know, we, we're Christians, we're supposed to help, you know? And I felt like, oh, man, I got to get off and help these people, you know. But the urgency that I had in my heart, you know, told me there's no time. You cannot stop. You, gotta, you just got to continue. And, and I, felt, I felt bad in my heart, in my, in my human uh, 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 reasoning. Uh, I felt uh, my, my conscience was like, you should have stopped. But, my, but the spiritual inside me, the spirit was, was telling me, you can't. You got to go. 
So I kept on driving. I went around and I had to leave. And I remember my wife looking at me and telling me, why didn't you stop, Oscar? And I remember telling her these words, honey, there is no more time. We have to get out of here now. And I kept on driving. And then I stopped. Uh, I went to the place where I was heading. And when I got off, it was like a small building of like two stories. But the outside door was nothing but glass, pure glass. You could see through uh, the entrance and everything. So my all my family got off and they went inside. And when I was gonna go in, I felt something hit me on like on my on my body. And then I looked up and I seen that snow was coming down. So I remember standing outside and I just put out my hands like this and the snow literally started falling in my hands. Then I remember looking up to the sky and I could see the snow coming down, the blizzard, you know, like a blizzard. And I remember that uh, above the snow and way more in the sky, I seen like five lights, like five balls, balls of light. And I remember looking at them and I was still, I kept my eyes, eyes on them and they were getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And then I realized that they were, they were on their way for here for earth. And, and I remember I just turned around and looked at my family and I said to them, I told my kids, kids, get right with God. There's no more time. It's over. Get right with God now. And I told my wife, honey, get right with the Lord. Get right. There's no more time. And when I was saying that, one of the balls hit right in the middle of the city. And where I was at, I was like on a mountain, on top of the mountain. And I could see the city down there, like a valley. And it hit right in the middle of the city. And I mean, this like explosion just like came out like boom and then i started seeing like a fog a white fog just covering all the the city like completely and then the, another two uh of these things like meteors i don't know what they were fell on the on on on, on each on, on my right hand on one on the on the on south and one on the north side and when they hit like uh different lights you know just came up from the from the earth and, and they started covering the whole entire earth. And we're right where we were at, right before the fog came, right before it came and, and consumed the place where we were at, a light, a, a shiny light just came down uh, right on top of me. Like something like a light, like a ray just came boom on top of me. And all of a sudden, I remember looking at myself and I started like disappearing. And all of a sudden, wow. I, I was like suction up to the air, brother. And oh, I felt the air and I felt everything just. And then I woke up, brother. And when I woke up, it was like, like four in the morning. And I remember just the first words that came out of my mouth were, there's no more time. There's no more time. We got to do this now. I got to help my family get right with the Lord. And. A week later, we had the service in Paramount. And brother, uh, I truly believe, brother, that uh, this uh, coronavirus, uh, we as the church shouldn't be afraid, uh, shouldn't fear, none of it. We as the church should see God's mercy and grace. Uh, this world is evil, brother. And remember that God said that he was going to send plagues, pestilences. That's part of the end times, you know, signs. And I believe that God's uh, mercy is for salvation for everyone. As he tells us in the book of Peter, chapter 3, 
that uh you know he doesn't want no one to be lost brother right now the lord is uh shouting and he's sounding his his trumpet brother on the whole world to his wake trumpet up of warning what, amen yes a trumpet of warning before what's coming to this world brother this coronavirus is going to be over pretty soon brother pretty soon this, the world is going to go back to its normal condition but what people don't realize it's that what this coronavirus came to open up brother this coronavirus uh, pandemic opened up uh and set up the table for what we know as the new world order brother right now the government uh they're they're working 24 7 uh into establishing a world system that uh is going to have a one world government one world currency and one world religion brother wow and yes that's and, uh, coming. And, and you know so all that brother uh for those who have faith in jesus christ uh you know should be the like the, the warning that's really gonna make us get right with the lord because i honestly believe brother that we the church we are in the last days brother o over the face of this earth we the are. lord is the Lord is gonna come, bro. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not gonna dare say a day or a time, or I'm not even gonna say my own personal uh, uh, opinion about that because then that will make me a false prophet, and I will never speak something uh, as if it was from the Lord. You know, when when you know, I'm only a human, brother. But I do submit myself and I subject myself everything I speak as what the Bible teaches, because at the end of the day, uh, it's it's the Word of God. You know, the truth. And, uh, yes. but we do see, we do see the signs, brother, and I seen them and I, I mean, I'm seeing them. And when I go to the stores and I see everything empty, all the shelves empty and I see the people, people's eyes, you know, they're so scared. I see the, the you know, their, their faces, they're worried, brother. People are scared, you know, and, and this, this, uh, uh, pandemic, uh, you know, when people are afraid, brother, they're easily manipulated and they're easily controlled. And the government knows what they're doing, brother. I believe that this pandemic is so real, but I also believe that the government is using for their own, uh, you know, um, advantage to establish the, the this new world world order, brother. That they're gonna impose. They're not gonna ask. They're gonna impose it, and then they're gonna the where they're gonna sell it is gonna is gonna you know the way they're gonna make people receive it is by making it seem that it's a it's a breakthrough and it's like the best thing that could have happened to humanity. Amen. To, you know, so so that, you know, um, they'll be able to keep control and keep everybody in safety. Uh, you know, now they're going to they're going to know who who is who, you know, so no more terrorist attacks, you know, no more pandemics because, you know, money transfer a lot of germs. So no more paper money. So they're going to make it seem like it's the best thing ever. And the people right now that have experienced this uh, fear, you know, of contamination or, or of, you know, getting, uh, you know, um, infected with the virus, you know, the world is going to applaud it, brother. You know, yes. so we know, brother, that uh, this is coming. We see it with our very own eyes. So right now, I just want to make a call uh, to all those that are listening, uh, brothers and sisters, uh, is real. This is real. And uh, just get right with the Lord. Amen. Uh, whether, whether the Lord comes, uh in a year from now, or if he comes in five years from now, uh, or 10 oh, years from now, because we really, really, truly, we don't know, and we don't dare say more than that. We just say what Jesus said. No one knows the day and the time, but he did give the signs, and I truly, truly believe in my spirit that uh, the end is 
very close for the church here. Amen, brother. And um, we are, we are, brother, at our final seconds. So I would like to lead a prayer uh, so we could finish. Amen. Thank you, God. And we know, God, that your word is true. And we ask, Lord Almighty, that you bless Brother Oscar for these words of encouragement that he said, brother, and that you bless every listener, hallelujah, and that um, we all, that we all, Lord, who are stumbling, that we get right with you all, Almighty Father. And thank you for this opportunity that you've given us, Lord, to talk, hallelujah, about your coming, Lord, we pray in the name of Jesus Christ. God bless you. Amen, everybody. So uh, we've come here to the end of our uh, uh, programming. Um, but before, um, um, Brother Oscar, would you like to say um, a final Amen. greeting and warning to everybody, brothers? As we're saying, please, thank you thank very you. much. Yes. Uh, yes, I just would like to say um, to all those that are listening, um, let's believe the word of God, uh, brothers and sisters. And, uh, you know, I believe that this pandemic and this thing that is happening right now is God's grace and mercy towards us because... He knows, the scripture tells us in Psalms uh, 100 that, 103, that he, he remembers that we are human, dust, you know, and uh, we are unbelievers. Uh, a lot of times we have to see to believe, you know, and I believe that's his grace and mercy with this coronavirus so that we could see with our own eyes, you know, that what the Bible has is real. And uh, I would like to uh, tell everybody so that you don't doubt the word of God. You know, when you get a chance, just open your Bible and put your hand on the Bible. And and just tell the Lord this prayer. Just say, Jesus, I know you are the way. I know you are the truth. And I know you are the life. And I know that you're the only one that can save us. As, as your scripture tells us, Lord, that in no other there is salvation. Jesus, I believe everything that your word has. I'm not going to question your word, Lord. I'm going to receive it as truth. And whatever I don't understand, Lord, I know that at the point in time, you will reveal it to me. You will show it to me, Lord. I will no longer question your veracity or if it's truth. I'm going to hold your Bible, your scripture, your word as the truth, Lord, as, as final, as absolute truth. Jesus, I'm going to receive your word in my heart. And I will believe it till the last word. I ask all this in the powerful name of our Lord Jesus. Jesus. Amen. And uh, brothers and sisters, uh, all I can say is we are in those times where uh, we've got to get right with the Lord. Because uh, from this point on, brothers and sisters, uh, for us, the believers, it's not going to get any better. Uh, it's going to get worse, and we're going to start seeing things that have never been seen before, heard things that have never been heard before, uh, and I truly believe that the Lord is at the door. He's about to take us, and uh, I would just would like to encourage everyone, uh, you know, to examine yourselves and really, really get right with the Lord before it's too late, before the door closes, because the Scripture tells us that when He closes, no one can open it, or when He opens the door, no, no one can close it as well, so... Right now, I like to say it this way, uh, the church is like uh, on a train, and uh, those that are already saved are in the train, and the train is giving the last the last uh, calling. It's making the final call, and the, the motor is already on, 
and you could hear the, the, the railroad tracks wanting to move already because the train is about to take off. That's the way I like to, see, to uh, put it uh, for you, brothers and sisters, that uh, Jesus coming is very close. God bless everyone. Hallelujah. Amen, brothers. Um, so this has been a very, very excellent and really informative uh, podcast. And I would like to thank you, Brother Oscar, for dedicating uh, your time and effort to be able to explain um, every one of these points that we're talking about um, to, to, to us, brother. Thank you very much for your time, brother. Amen. Amen, Brother Alex. God bless you, my brother. It was a pleasure. And amen, brother. Let's continue steadfast in the faith. God bless everyone. Amen, brothers. Hallelujah. God bless everybody. Amen.